Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm in pain from being numb. It's like my life has just begun. Open up, be shut down. Start again and back around this Empty space is more than I can take I'm afraid that I've been played And I don't know what to say The words get lost along the way To my mouth, from my brain The tears roll down But they do not make a sound
So let's turn to one of your new songs from two, where one of the words I find to be, this is such great songwriting because it's a simple change of one of the words. It's called in this rough. And the chorus is like a diamond, like a diamond in this rough. And all you did was change the word the to this. Because normally the cliche is like a diamond in the rough. And by changing it from the to this, it profoundly changes the meaning of the phrase and the message of the song. It's just cool. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I think because now we're getting more recent when we start tackling these two songs and they are deeply emotional and very personal. And I totally am fine to discuss all of them. But I think, yeah, I mean, I was going through a rough (laughs) you know and there was I think the beauty of In This Rough oh man the beauty of that song for me was that song was a turning point for me where the anger turned to forgiveness for what I was going through in my personal life and it was a journey to get there there was a surrender that finally just broke through And I think the reason why in this rough to me and maybe Dan too, why it feels so special is because that surrender does break through in the song and you feel it. You feel the surrender breakthrough because a lot of the music on the record and a lot of what I went through and the music that didn't make the EP that we wrote that we're maybe still grappling with or playing with did come from an angrier place and a more resistant place. And I think that when I finally got to the surrender, it was like the freedom came, like freedom from what I had gone through that felt like my own battle. It was like my own anger, almost like trapping me. And then forgiveness and surrender was like the freedom that I had needed. And in this rough, I saw myself as like the person standing up in the rubble. Like what was my life before that was gone. And it was like, okay, now I'm here. Now I get to be free. Now I get to start this again and I get to recreate. And there's a freedom in that. It was seeing myself as this like loving myself and walking out of something that was so painful. And in the song, it says, pull the knife out, baby. There's nothing to forgive. That is actually the most important phrase to me because I think in my healing from the things that I went through, I realized that I was ultimately responsible for my own pain and that no one else is in control of that. Like everyone is living their life and, you know, falling, if you will, or going through the motions and figuring it out. And we wreak havoc on each other, but my relationship to that is determined by me. And that's a hard pill to swallow because we put ourselves in some pretty tough situations sometimes. And I'm not to say that there are not victims because I would never take that away from someone. It's each person's journey. But for me, being a victim of my circumstances was killing me. And as soon as I became responsible, 
and it was in the power was in my hand and I could feel that I took responsibility for the positions I had put myself in. It was like, I could love other people almost like it's the word I could love other people unconditionally. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I know this word. I, say I was it all the with time. you. I was yeah, with you. Yeah. Like, I could love yeah, others word. unconditionally and purely because it's nobody's fault anymore, but mine. And I can then learn to heal myself by taking responsibility, picking up the pieces and saying, oh my gosh, like I'm proud of you for fixing this instead of waiting for other people to make it right. It came from within you. It came from within me. It came from the diamond that was in this rough moment, this rough period, this rough patch in life. Yes. And I can fix this. I'm not here because someone put me here. I'm here because I put myself here. You know, being a victim really puts you in this position where you're like, you're really angry at someone. Like you're angry that you're here. You're angry at these, you know, who put you here. And I shouldn't have had to be in this position. And I, you know, and I, this is my personal experience. Again, I want to re-emphasize that because it is, I never want to take someone's victimhood away from them because there are victims in the world that, and there are people who have had really brutal, awful things happen to them. My circumstances, I'm speaking only of my circumstances. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. My circumstances are that I needed to take the power into my own hands and stop victimizing myself in order to gain respect, love, honor, stand up, forgiveness, and then ultimately unconditional love for myself and others. And that is really where the transformation came was in that song was like the expressed you know, transformation for me. So pull the knife out, baby, is not you talking to someone else. It's you talking to yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's me and him. There is nothing that needs to be forgiven. It's all okay. Even to say there's something that needs to be forgiven to me. It's not that I wasn't acknowledging the experiences that I'd gone through, but it was that like, they happened for a reason and you did what you did because you used your tools and your life. You made your choices and it was to your best ability. And by me saying that this was a mistake or that this was an accident or this awful thing, like by acknowledging that there was something to forgive would be dishonoring the path that this other person had to go on in order to find the highest truth. You know, it's a hard place to get to because I think that devastating things happen and I don't want to like take away from that. What happened in my life, you know, my husband and I went through a big separation. It was very blindsiding and I had three small children and I was really um, displaced and I was really angry and upset for a long time. And I wasn't able to even see his journey and his existential kind of battle going on and his own experiences and his life. I couldn't really see it. I couldn't see how deeply I knew how deeply it had affected our life because it was not a new topic, the things that he was grappling with, but the way with which he dealt, it was almost like he had tried everything. And the last thing that was left to try for him was to go figure it out. And you could judge that a million times over. I had friends that were so upset with me after we 
reconciled our differences and figured it out. And their judgment really actually never bothered me that much because my journey was just so profound for me. And it was so amazing to get to a place where I could realize that I was where I was because of the experiences and that I needed to figure something out for myself. And I couldn't do it next to him at the time because it was, it was a lot to have the, his band blow up the way it did and mine kind of fall apart and then children and, you know, feeling like a kid too in all of it and just not really knowing how to handle all of it. So I've gone so far down this path and it's such a long conversation. I don't want to sideswipe the entire podcast and the time. I think your words are helpful, Asia. You know, I think a lot of people go through these things in their marriages and in their partnerships in life. And everybody has rough patches, both personally and interpersonally. And so how you got through it, I think is helpful. I think we also, you know, we're not super private people because we live a pretty normal life and we're, I don't know, we're just regular folks. And so I think we're not super protected and we both came from very different upbringings. And, um, you know, my husband was raised in a Mormon family and a very Mormon community which we're very close with. And it's been an interesting navigating it from the beginning because I'm also a very open-minded, very spiritual person. And so we connect on a deep level because we both have a, like, we just both have sort of a deeply spiritual connection to each other. And I don't know, I guess I have an understanding that, you know, when he was going through what he went through and will probably continue to go through for a long time. It's like, he's figuring it out, his life himself, who he is. And I'm doing the same in my own way. And I guess what I've learned is helpful for us is for me to just, I love him deeply. I don't need him to be anything for me. I don't need him to resolve my issues or be something. I don't have an expectation on him to show up and be a specific person. I just... I love him and I will love him from far away. Or if we want to be, if he wants to be with me, I'll love him, love him next to me. I'm not looking to him to be a solution for me. And I think that's the biggest thing I got out of our separation was learning how to be the solution for myself and loving myself and respecting myself and respecting his journey, loving him. And I think that our marriage is very strong because of that. And I think it's always a work in progress, but I really try to stay true to the idea that there's this, that we are like two people walking next to each other through this life and raising these beautiful, amazing children that are gifts from the universe. They're gifts to the world. And I think that's the best I can do. And the best advice I could even offer for anyone in marriage is just really watch your expectations because I think they can become kind of a prison, you know, for you and for others. And I think what you can control really ends at the end of the tip of your nose. So <laughs> how did your husband react when you sang him the song the first time? I mean, he's amazing. We write a lot of music about each other and 
my music during that time was very like, some of it was pretty hard, you know, to listen and digest for him and painful. Like this song was painful for him to listen to, but he knows, and he knows that I've, that we're okay. And he also knows that I love him so much. And I know that he's been through so much and I respect it and it's okay. And I'm not expecting him to be perfect. So I guess with that, he feels safe. He doesn't feel attacked. There's no need to do that, you know? But is there like, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to release the music, it tells a story and it's part of a process, right? It's part of a process. It's not, I didn't land on the anger. So thank goodness for that. (laughs) I didn't land on the anger, you know, it was part of the journey. And so I think he respects that too, you know? I'm sure there will be more love songs written about him as well. So he'll get those too. Let's hope so. Let's hope you both write love songs about each other (laughs) that we all can listen to because we do enjoy the work that you two create. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 